I'm a little bit conscious that uh, in addition to ourselves, ourselves is also in the social hall, I believe. Uh, there are good folks uh, who share the Eucharist with us. The Eucharist is a sacrament of unity. It's about the oneness of the family of God. And so we, we say hi to them and uh, we ask God's blessing for them and, and for us. I just welcome you today with uh, Father Anthony and Deacon Nemsey and, and the community. I do so humbly because I'm a guest like many of you. And uh, lots of us are travelers, pilgrims on a journey. All of us, as a matter of fact, uh, it's important that we get a strong sense that this is the Lord's place. It is also our place. We are the family of God. We who have been baptized and, and all human beings are part of the family of God. And so I just welcome you today and on Easter, it's a good day to, to say if you've been feeling a little isolated out there, uh, you are so welcome, whether because of the conditions of our world or because we just feel distant from the church, perhaps, uh, or from, from members of the church. Uh, we need to believe with all our hearts that we are God's child, each one of us. We're all part of the family. We are brothers and sisters to each other. And we gather to celebrate something extraordinary to celebrate the wonder of and the mystery of, of this great feast. And what it says to us, what it says to you, now hear this. Uh, this sounds like a sentimental kind of a statement that you've heard before. But if there was only one of us, any one of us, on the face of the earth, he would have died for that one. And we are precious in his eyes, individually, and as his family. And today is a really good day in this Eucharist to, to look into our own hearts and to find Jesus there, to look at each other, to find a glimpse of the Lord in the other. We believe that he is here. We believe he is risen. We believe that his promise, his resurrection, means a resurrection for us too, that life is forever. I was thinking about a uh, kind of a nice place that I, I was in, uh, located in a parish here in, uh, in the Orlando area, uh, to celebrate a birthday. It was uh, over 40 years ago. My brother was there, Father Walsh was there. We have known each other a really long time. And the birthday we were celebrating was a rather beautiful little black lady who was the oldest uh, person in the country. She was 116. She might have been 114, you know, your memory's not great. But uh, she was lovely, she delighted, and all the people who gathered that day to celebrate her. And uh, at one point, somebody said, you've lived a long time. Do you have any wisdom for us? Anything you want to share? And uh, she thought for a moment, and then she said, life is short. And I think it was Father Walsh, I'm almost sure I've said this to him a thousand times, who said to her, easy for you to say. <laughs> Life is short, 
I have a theory about life and about its shortness. My observation is that if, if you're in second grade, you know you're going to live forever. And uh, when you're in eighth grade, you can't wait to, to get into high school. And when you're in high school, you can't wait to get your license. And then you can't wait till you're 21. And then you get married, and, and soon you're 48. And then things begin to pick up speed. And there are many questions that, that really should occur to, to all of us that are important. There was a great theologian, Protestant guy, his name was Karl Barth, and Karl Barth said this amazing thing. He said, when people come to church on the Lord's Day, especially when they come to church at Easter, they have some kind of universal questions on their mind. And you may have them today, particularly if you've been feeling a bit isolated, wondering, you know, what brought me back here? Wondering, uh, is it true? Questions about the providence of God. Is he as kind as that? The saving power of Christ, the, the tender mercy of God, his forgiveness for our weakness. And above all, we, we have a question, I think, somewhere deep in there about the resurrection. Could that be true? People wonder about such things, although they say that the vast majority of people in our nation, maybe in our world, believe in the resurrection in some form, that God, in our, our context, is to be trusted uh, in the conviction about life being forever. It's not an academic thing. It's got nothing to do with how big your brain is. It's, uh, it's, a, it's not about, you know, wondering, did Jesus rise physically? Did he rise simply spiritually? Uh, did he rise body and soul? What did he look like? Those are good questions, and we enjoy a discussion about them, perhaps. And uh, yet, it's more than that. We believe uh, that our Savior not only uh, rose from the dead, that our Savior is with us. As the scriptures tell us, for Easter, on the third day, he was made manifest. He was raised from the dead. It's the very heart of our faith. Much as I love Christmas, and I really do, the very idea of it, uh, Easter is the, is the source of our hope. There was a little boy in a, in a story who was uh, kind of playing in a street in a, the city of Dublin. And a guy came into view a very well-dressed, professional-looking individual, rather confident about himself. And uh, he was walking uh, on the street, and he stopped to look in a window, which had objects of art in the window. And at the very center was a, an image of Jesus on the cross. So the man is looking at it, and he's thinking to himself, how long has it been since I gave thought this. And suddenly the little boy is by his side. 
little boy is saying to him, uh, Sir, he said, that's Jesus. And he said, that's his, his mommy looking very sad at what they've done to him. And as some of his friends are there, and the soldiers are there, says the little boy to him, and they put him to death. They killed him. Jesus died. At that moment, the, the gentleman thought, I don't know if I can take this. He turns on his heel, and he starts to walk away, and he's down the street a little bit, and he senses that somebody has been following him, and he turns, and the little boy is beside him, and he says, there's something I forgot to tell you, he said. He rose again. He rose again. He gave a wonderful testimony of his faith, which we celebrate today. St. Peter, in the scriptures, has a kind of a similar sense of excitement, telling the story that he probably repeated over and over. He said, you know what happened all over Judea, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good things and loving people and caring about them, for God was with him. And they put him to death, hanging on a tree. And this man, Jesus, was raised on the third day. And Peter says, and you, to his audience, you are commissioned to testify to the same thing in faith, to bring it to other people's knowledge that Jesus is the savior of the living and the dead. Today is a happy day with important meanings at different levels. Don't look for him among the dead, the scriptures say, but among the living. Jesus is not somebody we just read about in a book and say, oh, what, a, what a man, but rather he is the savior. He lives, he is with us right here at this moment. It's not an academic question. It's at the very heart of what we call our faith which is to say, he is here, I know him, he is in my life, and uh, in him I find my hope. Last little boy story, little guy is up on a cliffside with his grandpa, and, uh, and his grandpa said, we're gonna go up in the morning, we're gonna fly our kites, and uh, it would be very exciting. So the little boy went with his grandpa, and he flew his kite, and it took off way, way, way up there. And at one point, it disappeared into the clouds. And his grandfather says to him, I think there's somebody up there who just stole your kite. And uh, the little boy says, no. And after a while, the kite's still up there. It's among the clouds. And the grandfather says, I think somebody did steal it. And he said, no, Grandpa. And the Grandpa says, well, how do you know? He says, because I can feel what you can't feel. I can feel the tug at the other end of the string. I know it's there, the tug of the kite. It's a little story about how God works. God is not pushy. He is extremely loving and forgiving and extremely present today.
today is, is all about his divine presence. And, uh, and yet there are times when quietly perhaps, maybe when you're locked down and when you're fed up, or you get a phone call from somebody and it either is a little upsetting, or maybe, maybe you're lifted up by it, and something happens in you. And uh, you're impelled to say, thank you, God, thank you. You're open to, to feeling his touch, his presence for you. It's kind of the ultimate thing we need to know about Easter, that our God lives, that our God is, is tugging at the strings of our heart and of our lives. And he's wanting us to know that we're important to him, he is the one who gave us life in the first place. He has promised us that life is eternal, that we are destined to be with him forever in heaven. Today is a blessed day. The perfect thing to do with it is to be here at this Holy Eucharist, which is one of the, or the most perfect sign that Jesus gave us that his promise is true, that he would be with us always, every day. He would unite us in all kinds of ways, especially when we gather like this in the social hall and when we gather like this in this beautiful church. And uh, he unites us with, with himself, with God our Father. He unites us with uh, the saints in heaven, with Mary, the mother of Jesus. He unites us with uh, our own personal saints. Who are you thinking about today? Who comes to mind for you? Maybe a parent, my parents, maybe a child, a friend, those who have, who have gone before us. And uh, we just think about them and feel one with them and uh, to feel blessed. Uh, and the sheer power of the faith that has been given to us. I talked to two ladies last night. One of them said, I just love Easter. This is on the phone. And I, I said, well, isn't that good? Thank you, for, thank you for giving me that little focus. And uh, another little lady who called, and she was like 94, 95, and uh, she goes to the same barber that I do, takes her longer, and, uh, and she was uh, very close to me in, in my previous church. But she, she said, uh, it's been very difficult, Father. It's been like a year, 14 months, since I've had really the freedom to go outside, since people mostly stopped coming to see me. And, uh, and I'm just praying for this thing to get over with. And I said, I'll pray with you. And there are many of us praying for each other, for safety and for good health. And just know that the Lord is there with you. Whatever I said, I'm sure it didn't sound like too much to a bystander. It seemed to mean something to her because she was full of gratitude at the reassurance. May we receive that reassurance today in our Holy Eucharist, and as we celebrate Happy Easter, Amen.